With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Bonjour, mes amis. Comment ça va? Je m'appelle Ed McGrogan. We're back with the Tennis in 10 podcast, your daily look at Roland Garros in under 10 minutes, and we're down to the final four. Two women, two men left to decide the champions in Paris, and as we went over in yesterday's podcast in detail, we have Elena Ostapenko and Simona Halep vying for the championship on the women's side, and on the men's side, it is two familiar warriors on clay, both former French Open champions. Stan Wawrinka, a one-time titleist, will take on Rafael Nadal, a nine-time winner on the Terrebet Two, in what I hope is a uh, more competitive test for Rafa than we saw today against Dominic Team. Um, in that match, we saw yet another. I just I cannot believe the amount of lopsided sets. Uh, in the second week of this, of this year's French Open, there was a 6-1 and a 6-0 set today. There have been multiple 6-love sets um, in the second week across both draws. And tough for me to figure because, I, I mean, this does happen a lot when you build up matches and, and you know, you often, they don't live up to what you, you know, expected them to be. But rarely do you see some of them fall as flat, in, in parts, I should stress, um, as some of them have, you know, this year, as we've seen this year at the French Open. But but yet again, we had an instance where, um, you know, clearly team, you know, he had made inroads throughout the clay court season. He'd beaten Rafa before this year on clay. And he came into this match off a win over Djokovic. Um, but when it came time to face the greatest the game has seen at the French Open on his turf and best three out of five. Um, and maybe that's, you know, one of the big differences is, is this was a best three out of five battle against Rafa. And, you know, two sets had elapsed and it was almost like it was almost like team didn't have what it, what, you know, what it could, what it was necessary, obviously, to overcome Rafa. And it sort of played out symbolically and in reality in the third set of what turned out to be a very one-sided affair, very drama-free. And, you know, Rafa, to his credit, um, his his immense credit, he takes care of business very, you know, in a uh, most efficient way. He does so before there's any chance of nightfall in Paris. That's, you know, that was because the first semifinal of of Andy Murray and Stan Wawrinka took four hours and 36, 436 five sets. Uh, it was worth every minute of it. I thought it was a tremendous match. Of course, it also ended, you know, on a whimper, 
Uh, even then, though, I, you know, as I wrote in my piece about the match, Murray still kind of giving all to the to the bitter, bitter end, and it was a bitter end for him. He really played um, a very opportunistic, um, ag- you know, a, I think aggressive for him certainly, and certainly what he had to do against a guy who was all out aggressive like Vavrinka. Um, Murray took his chances when he had to. He certainly, I think the the you know the two sets he won. He trailed by a break in both of them, um, but you know he he finds ways sometimes to. And, and Murray is the ultimate guy I think who you can't let hang around. Um, you know you could say that with a lot of the a lot of the great men's players of this era, but Murray in particular, you're kind of asking for it if you're just unable to kind of put him away when you can. And it was surprising that Murray won the first set. Um, it may have been a little bit of a surprise in the third set too, concerning the deficit. And then, you know, by that point you're thinking, you know, Stan is in a whole lot of trouble here. And he was, and he, you know, he had to prevail in a, in a very tight four set where there was all holds, no break points were allowed in the first 12 games. Um, but Stan, he never wavered from his strategy, you know, a time tested strategy that's won him three grand slams. Um, everyone except Wimbledon, I will stress here for all you, um, all the Twitter faithful who just, who just get such a kick out of, out of, uh, pointing out mistakes. It's really, it's really a great thing, um, you guys do there. Um, so, you know, but that's what rode him to this win in that tiebreaker and certainly the match overall. And as I said, we get what, you know, what could be a good final. Uh, you know, we said that for the Cavaliers and Golden State too in the NBA. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. And by no means am I comparing uh, Stan to LeBron. But what I'm saying here is that, you know, Rafa could certainly be construed to be the Golden State Warriors of uh, clay court tennis. There's no denying that. And, you know, as we've seen over in the association, um, even though it, you know it, it appeared that you know we would have a formidable challenge in this final, um, and it remains to be seen, I suppose. Um, it just it, it it is borne out that you know the superiority, the heavy superiority of Golden State's winning out that one, um, and it will take a tremendous effort from from Ravrinka, um to not only beat Rafa but maybe even to keep this one you know relatively close too because. I mean, all you need to look at is what Nadal just did against team and what he's done for the almost you know every single match he's played on clay this year, short of one, to see that the guy is is clearly back in his groove on the surface, um, and it, it it will take all of Avrinka, uh, all of his firepower, all of his savvy, and you know everything about him to 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 pull off the upset. It'd be a huge upset. You know the things that Varinka has going for him. Uh, he is three and zero in Grand Slam finals. He's beaten Rafa in one of them. Um, his first title came in Melbourne in uh, 2014. You know he's only beaten Rafa and Djokovic to win his three slams. And uh, you know he will again come into this as a as a pretty sizable underdog too. And that's what he's thrived on. Um, Stan has rarely had to play the role of the heavy favorite, and when he has done that in tour events, you know he hasn't worn that that crown very particularly well. So, you know, by no means can you uh, count Stan out of this one from the start. Um, but I do think, you know, I do think it's a, it's a very, it's a pretty tall order for him. Um, 
he will, you know, in, in ways, him and, and Yelena Ostapenko, the, the women's underdog against a very seasoned opponent on clay, um, there are some similarities there. But I think, and I, and I guess I, you know, I almost wonder what the bigger sort of disparity is in a way. Is it Halep against Ostapenko, considering their experience difference, or is it Rafa and Stan just in the general, you know, their excellence at Roland Garros? So it, it'll be, it should be, I hope it's a good one. We'll see. There, there is every chance in the world that we could see yet another 6 0 set, you know, by maybe by either guy, probably not by. Stan, but uh, you know it's out there, considering what we've seen so far. And if Stan does happen to pull this one out, I mean he is in some really rarefied air in terms of slams. He would be up to four now at that point. You know he's getting up there with some of you know some of the greats of the game, and he, obviously he's considered one already. And I, I was thinking about this earlier. I know you know we we've kind of some people take such issue with the term Big Four because Murray's thrown in there, whether he belongs in there or not. I've always said that he has because not only of, of, of his slam record, but his record elsewhere. He's a world number one, and you know, I, I, I think, I think if Stan somehow wins this, he's in. It's a, it's a, it's a handful. It's a big five. So you know, and, and you know, I think with that, we have uh, a, a surprise guest here on the podcast. But maybe that's a good time to call it a day. A little early here as we warm up for the weekend. We'll be back to talk about the men's and women's finals hopefully without the beagle interrupting me on the Tennis and 10 podcast. Au revoir. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.